Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, was that fun or what? This is your Bruins post-game recap brought to you by the Fans First Sports Network and the Big Bad Bees Podcast Network. I'm Jake Reiser, and this is your Bruins recap in 10 minutes or less. The Boston Bruins in their second game of the season take on the Nashville Predators at home. Jeremy Swayman gets his first regular season start. And was this a dogfight from the beginning? A chippy game? Basically a goaltending showcase between Jeremy Swayman and Yusei Saros. And the Bruins prevail with a 3-2 victory. James Van Riemsdyk gets his first two goals. Both power play goals, by the way, as a Boston Bruin. And David Pasternak scores on a wicked penalty shot. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Let's start back at the beginning. The Bruins go down again. This is now a theme between the preseason and the regular season. The Bruins going down one nothing. They give up a really early goal to Colton Sissons, who had both national goals tonight. Luckily, James Van Riemsdyk gets his first of the season. Really smart play. The power play looked a lot better tonight, I'll tell you that. He was behind the goal line. He was looking to center out, but it was also kind of one of those maybe I'll be a little cute and bank it off of Dante Fabro and see what happens. And, you know, Fabro went down, went right through the five hole of Soros and that tied the game beautifully. Uh, David Posternock in the second period. My goodness. What a penalty shot goal. Just disgusting. You know, he had the breakaway Alexander Carrier holds him, hooks him, impedes him in some way enough to where a penalty shot is called. How do you snipe? top corner like that when the puck is behind your hip he was cocked back and i thought he was looking for a low shot but the fact he was able to get such lift on that puck to me is incredible but then they give it right back up colton sissons the bruins just had a lot of time in their d zone from many stretches of this game they gave up 15 shots in the first and 13 in the second it was just an onslaught on Swayman, who frankly stood on his head for a lot of the game and rightfully earned second star of the game. Um, James and Reamsdyke give the Bruins the lead for good, finally in the end, early in the third period on the power play. And again, it's all about puck movement. They were working low to high. They get the puck high to McAvoy. James Van Reamsdyke barrels his way. It's a, it, I'm not going to call it the bumper position because it's not a bumper anymore. It's just the middle position of that eye in an umbrella. And he gets a really nice deflection even while getting checked. Just enough to redirect it past Saros, who was going one way, puck goes the other. And that's your hockey game. Um, in general, the power play looked so much better than it did during game one. Both units had much more movement. Um, just the, between passing, 
players moving. Everything looked a lot more cohesive. They looked a lot more threatening, I really have to say. The power play was two for five. How about the penalty kill that had to stand super tall? The negative. Really undisciplined game for the Bruins. Lots and lots and lots of penalties. Started early. Marshawn, McAvoy, Forbert, Lauko, double minor, Hampus Lindholm, Marshy again. And that's just in the first two periods alone. Thankfully, they didn't commit any penalties in the third period. Real good turning point of that game was the killing of the Jacob Lauko double minor and high sticking. You know, you came into the period tied at one. Nashville's getting a good four shots on that. And then you get the double minor and they just effortlessly killed it. They just looked so comfortable, so confident. It's one of the things that's always been a hallmark of good Bruins teams. When your penalty kill is good, everything else falls into place. So not happy with the discipline. Yes, maybe one or two calls were ticky-tacky, but that's the nature of the game. And so to be on shorthanded seven different times in this game, not smart. Just not smart in the least bit. Um, Patra... Again, just looks comfortable out there. He didn't have the best face-off percentage tonight, but he just looks comfortable, and he tends to be in the right places. He drew a penalty in the third period, and that ended up being the power play where James Van Riemsdyk scores the game-winning goal. So even if he's not on the score sheet just yet in a game, he has one secondary assist, I'll say, but you know, to not not necessarily be making an impact on the score sheet, he's still making an impact on the game regardless. And that's important. Um shorthanded time on ice. I'll quote uh Jack here because it was just really funny to hear this stat on the Nesson broadcast that um Charlie Coyle had like five minutes and 51 seconds of even strength time and five minutes and 51 seconds of shorthanded time in two periods alone. I just think that's a really funny stat. Um, you know, looking at the time on ice for forwards, obviously your top guys are going to eat minutes. Marshawn had 19.30. Zaka had 18.20. Pasternak had 17.26. Coyle had 17.44. But it's cool to see the distribution that Trent Frederick still played 13 minutes tonight. Beecher played 12 minutes because he played so much on the PK unit. JVR only had 11.50 on ice, and he scored two goals. Potra had 14 minutes and four seconds. So it's really cool to see that the forwards are dispersing a little more of their ice time. There. We're not seeing Bergeron taking 22 minutes. Tonight. Yeah, 19 and a half is really hefty, but... Again, it's all about making sure you stay fresh early on, keeping your depth, you know, really strong. And that's great to see in the forward unit. Definitely not reflective in the defensive unit. Uh, Hampus Lindholm and Charlie McAvoy are minute monsters. <laughs> McAvoy was on the ice for almost half the game. He had 26 minutes and 10 seconds of ice time, which is just ridiculous. Um, all in all, uh, and, you know, another good game for the Bruins. Yeah, I'm not happy with the discipline. But, you know, the penalty kill hung in there. The team hung in there. They played at what I would call a full 60 minutes. And it's a good game regardless. Still things to work on. They were uh, the losers in the face-off category tonight. So those are things I still want to work on. Obviously, the discipline still has to get worked on. But just from the first two games alone, I like what I'm seeing out of this Bruins team. They're playing with speed. 
They're playing with hustle. They're playing with tenacity. They're making it a pain to play against in a, in a different way than other Bruins teams of past years have. It's fast and it's fun and it's hard hitting and it's frenetic and it's just really enjoyable to watch because it's not only that, it's also smart. They keep that part of their game, the smart hockey IQ and defensive responsibility that Bruins teams have always had, but to pair it with like such a ferocious forecheck and puck movement and hitting, it's really fun to watch. And it's resulted in two really good wins. Now the Bruins go on their Western uh, California road swing. I don't know why I keep wanting to say Western Canada. That doesn't come up until later in the season. But now it's their Western California road trip starting next week in San Jose, then LA to play the Kings, and then down to LA Minor, Anaheim to play the Ducks. And then Chicago finishes out that road trip before they are back in Boston on October 26th. So we might have some late recaps. We've got two 10-30 games coming up next week, so we'll have some late ones coming up. We'll still be here. We're going to try and do these as many times as we can. But all in all, two games, two wins, two good performances by a team who's really finding their identity early, and that makes me as a Bruins fan very happy. This has been your Bruins post-game recap brought to you by the Fans First Sports Network and the Big Bad Bees Podcast Network. I'm Jake Reiser. Enjoy your Sunday.